This is three women and a bottle of wine. Three friends. Three former TV reporters. And one bottle of wine. Delving into whatever interests us. News, not news. What affects our lives? Because it's probably affecting yours too. I'm Kim Inslee. I'm Lynn Melling. And I'm Julie Barkey. And now on with the pod. Hello and welcome to Three Women and a Bottle of Wine. I'm Lynn Melling. Hello, everybody. I'm Julie Barkey. And I'm Kim Inslee. And we are pleased to welcome our guest on the podcast today, Claire Powell, who's a business leader, an entrepreneur, and even a professional coach. Yeah, from CEO of heritage brand J.W. Hume and top executive stints for world-famous consumer products brands, Claire decided to take a leap of faith and buy her own company, Bella Virtue Organics. Now, this is an organic skincare line that Claire took on at the height of the pandemic just one year ago. Welcome, Claire. We are so excited to talk to you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. So what on earth prompted you to buy and run a company at a time when a lot of businesses were just trying to figure out how to hang on? Yeah, it, it probably does seem a little bit crazy. I mean, I guess I didn't realize at the time a year ago quite how long and protracted this situation was going to be. Um, but I did believe that uh, with, you know, shutdowns happening and people being locked in, um, that online business would do really well. And this was an online driven business. So I knew that would be good. And whatever happened, I wanted to get involved in a business that was, um, with a product and a, or a service that had longevity and um, had a reason for being whatever this world situation was. And I really felt like skincare, particularly in the organic and, and clean space, uh, that was really true. So a bit of a leap of faith, as you said, but uh, kind of a, a semi-calculated one. I would say so. When I would think, I mean, during the pandemic, we talk about stress and all of the the toll that the stress has taken on our skin. So actually, when you think about it, it's kind of good timing. Can you talk about all of the impacts that stress and and um, this, this 15, 16 months of the unknown, what does that do to your complexion, to your skin? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, holistic effects of our lives on all things to do with our wellness, whether it's our skin, our health, um, you know, all, all different, our weight, uh, you know, our hair, everything. Um, and certainly people put a lot of attention on their skin on these Zoom calls, right? You're staring at yourself. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> not, not been great. But um, we're so, confronting ourselves every day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, ex exactly. Um, but yes, I mean, stress. You know, we all know that when you're under stress, you know, produce these hormones, cortisol, and, and, you know, it messes with your skin as well as, you know, other elements of your health. So, you know, it help, makes your skin produce more oil, but at the same time, you know, it has your skin not be able to hold on to moisture as well. So you kind of get this dry skin mm -hmm. with breakouts. And oh, I think desperate things put all these chemicals on our skin to try and fix mm -hmm. it and that makes it worse and you kind of get into these spirals and but overall I just think that sort of anxiety and worry and just feeling disconnected from people you love and things like that all of that just has this overall sense of kind of reducing your energy and reducing your um you know ability to your whole body to kind of process how it normally does so yeah it has it has a huge effect and, oh, 
the, yeah, I gotta say, you guys, I've been having these breakouts around, like, you know, where a man would have a beard. I had, that's where I'm having massive breakouts. Mask me. <laughs> the mask stuff, right? Yeah. Is that what, is that the, what they call it? They it's like a mustache of zips. Phrase. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that it's the mask though. I think that's a little bit of a convenient um, excuse maybe <laughs> yeah I uh, but um I do think it is some of that stress that produces oil in place is kind of as you said where their hair grows I mean hopefully it's not growing for us but you know who knows as you get older where the hairs are going to appear next <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few popping out where I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> so so you've I mean you could have done anything. You've run, you, you ran this great heritage brand, um, which made beautiful leather goods and things. And then you, you, that brand was sold and then you decided to buy this company. So what was it about this company that made you want to buy it and use it and blog for it? I've been reading your blog too, and learning some things that way. Oh, good. Um, yeah, well, I tried the product first of all. So when I bought it, it was just a couple of products and I've added to the line since then. So the first thing I did was obviously try the products myself and use them and I loved them. And they already had good reviews online. So it's really important to me that other people like them as well, but it's really important to me that I can stand by them and I can really um, tell people about them and feel proud of it. That's, that's really important to me. And, you know, I've personally been involved in developing all the new products and they're things that you know are solving needs that I have for my skin and that I feel really passionate about that I can talk about and um, believe in to other people and of course you know the ingredients being all organic it's almost totally organic where there's ingredients that aren't plant-based obviously they're not organic but they're clean um, so there's no toxins or anything so you can feel really good about it and to be honest I wasn't passionate about this space before I got into this but learning about it and trying these products it kind of felt like when you eat healthy food mm. you just kind of feel good mm -hmm. and I felt the same when I was putting these products on my skin I was like oh I, I just kind of feel good because I know that what I'm putting on my skin I kind of know what it is uh, so felt really positive about that. Claire, I love anecdotal stories. What have you learned about women? What are what have you heard about not just your product line, but about how women have been living over the course of this last year? How have they changed and how does that reflect in our skin? And in fact, a quick sidebar, do you hear about a lot of ladies getting that really mean look in between their eyebrows? You know, you know, that because they're squinting into Zoom all the time. I'm just wondering if that's a problem because it is with me. I, I think it is. I mean, I think. Um, you know, as we were saying before, staring at Zoom, for those of us in sort of work situations where it's involved a lot of Zoom, I think staring at yourself has caused a lot of women to, um, unfortunately, in our culture, you know, be hypercritical of themselves. There are pressures yeah. on, on women, and I think that staring at yourself on a computer screen, um, you know, has exacerbated that, which I I think is unfortunate, um, but I think it's also really prompted um, people to kind of reevaluate their lifestyles, right? It's been more time at home, you know, how can I do self-care? How can I take the spa to my home and do that? And there's been a lot of learning about, you know, sort of uh, creating a little spa day at home and things like that. And I think that's really healthy and really positive. Um, but I think overall, women, uh, you know, in my experience with interacting with some of my customers and all of that, you know, I think they love the 
particularly older women, older, I'm talking about like 50 plus is mainly my customers, which is, I'm, I'm almost 50 and so it's my age. You know, I think they really want to um, be helped and be told how to look after their skin as it changes as they get older. But they don't want to be told, you need fixing, you shouldn't have wrinkles, you shouldn't have age spots. I think we all know we're going to get more wrinkles, we're going to get age spots, we're going to get this stuff. And we, yes. you know, people don't want to be, t- I mean, some people buy into sort of miracle cures, but I think most people are quite skeptical of like, you know, you're not going to look 20 years younger. But it's like, I want to look healthy, I want to be mm-hmm. healthy, I want to look my best. But, you know, they're not in, you know, they don't want to hear it from a 25 year old Instagrammer. You know, and <laughs> Amen. They, yeah. they want to hear from someone who kind of gets who's, you know, a thing. so I've, I've really connected with a lot of the custom, my customers um, through that. And that's been a huge surprise to me. Um, but they, you know, they they don't want to they're not like spending hours on YouTube watching all the how to videos, I think, but they do just want some tips. Like, just tell me quickly what I should do. Yeah. Let me get on with my life looking as good as I can. I love this so much that maybe that there's a revolution on the way of, of women who just accepting and embracing the fact that, okay, yes, we get old. Yes, we get wrinkles. It's a natural part of, of being alive. Um, so I just love, and then, you know, if there's ways that we can, you know, pamper that a little bit, great, but not necessarily transform it. Yeah. You know, and Lynn, you made me think of something that you wrote in your blog, Claire, and it was about if you're taking care of your skin and you look healthy and you're healthy, you don't need to plaster on makeup and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I, to Lynn's point, let your natural self shine through, not apologize for it, not correct it, just yeah. be healthy. Yeah, and it's a spiral, right? So, you know, as we get older, your skin gets dry and duller because it's not turning over as fast. Mm. So you whack on more moisturizer, which moisturizers are great because they hold moisture in, but that involves, you know, a, a layer on, on top of the skin that doesn't sink in because it's kind of protecting the skin from, you know, losing moisture. So that's great, but you need something that goes in, which is where the oils of Bella Virtual Organics come in, they go into the skin. So you're putting all this moisture on top, which isn't really addressing the underneath problem. And it's clogging up your pores, helping, you know, more of those breakouts. And then you put a load of makeup on top to try and look like you're glowing, oh, highlighting, right. all this stuff. And then you use a harsh cleanser to put it on top. <laughs> <laughs> so you're reducing the oils even more. And, and no wonder there's this sort of like, and it just gets, the worse it gets, the more, more you do of that and the worse it gets so it's kind yeah. of trying to break that cycle and uh, just get to uh sort of healthy um nourished skin that then you don't need to do everything you just said so yeah yeah claire here is a career make or break question for you it's the big <laughs> conundrum not really i'm not really testing you but you can i can never really get a straight or firm answer and i know a lot of us women over 50 have this question do we treat our necks 
the same way we treat our faces. Is it the same product or a different product? Because my face doesn't have a lot of wrinkles for 53 in particular. Oh, sure. My neck okay. does. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> my, I, don't, I don't have a lot of wrinkles. <laughs> Julie over there. You don't. You're perfect skin and your perfect face. You That's really because don't. I don't ever smile or move my face. <laughs> right, but right, right, right. right. No, but for the record, people, is... she does have beautiful skin. <laughs> my you neck do. is horrible and I can't figure out what to do about it. And I know a lot of other women we've my my friend group and I have had many conversations about this over wine and we haven't come to a conclusion any kind of conclusion well in my opinion um and you probably should talk to a, a qualified dermatologist but from my what I've understood from what I've learned about skincare and what I've been doing is that you know skin everywhere is basically the same as just thicker thinner it gets more wear and tear so your neck's getting a lot of wear and tear right so it's moving around a lot and it doesn't there's not a lot of fat there so that that you know the sort of plumpness in the skin so that really kind of shows it's a bit like you know when you you know the, the structure of the skin starts to fall as you lose collagen as you get older so you know again the sort of plumpness of moisture and the plumpness of some oils in the skin kind of disguise that so but the neck is hard to get that because it really is just skin and skin and muscle whatever's there so it's very kind of raw so it really does show the age but i think it's the same um nourishing requirements that can minimize that effect and let me reframe this sorry i just want to reframe this real quickly because for those who are listening but can't see claire has amazing skin and an amazing mm -hmm. neck and so claire what do you do <laughs> what do you do well that's very kind i mean i <laughs> I have just, uh, just before this call, I did go and oil up, you know, I, I put, and, and that's another thing I, I sort of like about these oils, you can just kind of during the day, just put a bit on and it just kind of like gives you that extra glow. So thank you. <laughs> I was so, thinking the same thing, Julie. But I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of companies trying to sell a lot of products by having, you know, a product for your neck and a product for your back of your hands mm -hmm. and a product for your elbows. And, you know, I think if you enjoy using them and, you know, it, it helps and that's great. But I, I think a lot of it is uh, kind of marketing spin. It's a really great segue, Claire, because uh, in addition to your amazing background as a business person, you're a CEO now, you're a business owner. Um, you're on the advisory board of the University of St. Thomas Opus College of Business. So what what's the difference between owning the business and being able to truly call all the shots um, and being an executive in a business, do you think differently now? And it's such a fun business too, right? It's not widgets. It's something that you use. Yeah, um, it is quite different. And um, I was CEO for JW Hume and felt an incredible amount of ownership for that business when I was there. And I've always felt a lot of ownership in, in all my roles and very, very, felt very passionately about delivering results and all of that. But I can tell you when you're writing the checks out of your own bank account, um, it does feel a little bit different. And in a way it's great because I don't have to answer to anybody, right? I can, you know, I change the packaging. I'm changing the packaging, you know, I'm just doing whatever I want. And of course, that's great, but it's also the downside because like, I actually want to 
get input and I want help and I want support. So it's sort of, it's great because you're on your own, but it's difficult because you're on your own. So mm -hmm. there's always two sides to, to, the, to the coin. Um, and I think what I've really found though is uh, with the, the entrepreneurial journey is it's all about mindset. You know, having the resilience, having the, um, yeah, I think resilience sums it up. Just to keep going and to have the belief and to, to ride the bumpy patches and to keep going uh, has, has been the biggest uh, learning and challenge for me. And I, I've been through some pretty tough moments in all, as I'm sure we all have. Uh, but, you know, to get up in the morning and be like, okay, what do I want to spend my time doing today that's going to make the biggest impact? And then to be faced with little problems and big problems and big bills to pay and, you know, things you tried that didn't work and all of these kind of things. And then just to not beat yourself up about that, but to kind of let it flow through you and, you know, move on. Uh, is quite the challenge. I, yeah, I think that's such a great point. I think um, I think many of us probably over the last year have learned mindset is so important. And that's something that I've discovered in the last year of just um, reframing things. And it's and life is just one big mind game as far as I'm concerned. And so you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but I'd love to hear more. I mean, what are your, how, how do you, how do you flip the script in your head to, to keep moving forward? Well, gosh, this, this could be a long session, but um, the <laughs> brief answer would be, <laughs> the brief answer would be, it's, uh, to me, it's all about recognizing the voices in your head for what yeah. they are. You know, your thoughts are not necessarily true. And, you know, we all have, uh, a voice in our heads that's there trying to protect us that is saying things like you know why did you screw that up or why haven't they replied to your email they must not like you or they you know that didn't go well did it you do that again why'd you do that you know in a way that none of us would ever talk to our own friends like right so and we all have it but it's recognizing that and then being able to quieten that voice uh, and turn and turn it around and be like, okay, you know, what's really happening here? What's the, you know, let's just look at this for its objective truth. And then having the, which is not easy, but having the mindset of like, okay, what can I learn from this? What's the gift and opportunity here? How can I take this and move forward and actually turn this into something that I'm going to get more out of had it not happened? <laughs> was that easier or harder during the pandemic? I mean, you've been so involved in businesses throughout the course of your life. Did the pandemic make it almost easier to distance yourself from the critics or was it harder because it was you? You know, I get a lot, personally, I get a lot out of interaction, interpersonal react, you know, interaction like this or even better in person and that kind of energizes me and fuels me so having less of that was harder for me um although you know i definitely got a lot out of being able to connect people all around the world my, you know my friends and family around the world via zoom and things um so i think 
for, for many of us, and I think as humans, we do have a need to connect on a human level and, you know, have a good friend say, what are you talking about? You're doing great, you know, or whatever it is. Um, and I think there's been less of that. All the conversations have been tougher, right? People have been face, having tough times, like, I, you know, I'm losing my job or, you know, I've got a high risk person in my house or whatever, you know, my husband's a frontline worker or whatever, you know, whatever it is, much more difficult conversations that um, I think have made it harder. So, yeah. yeah. Did you, so when you bought Bella Virtue, was it after everything had shut down? I mean, I'm wondering, have you seen your employees all in person or have you all been remote? Well, all my, the people I work with are almost, we're all remote. Yeah, it's all, it was after the shutdown. So yeah, it's all remote. So you, in your mind, are you envisioning what it's going to be like when you finally are face to face with some of these people? I mean, and as a business owner, like everybody else, I guess you have to decide what going back to work is going to look like. Yeah. And like, what does everyone look like from the waist down? <laughs> yeah. How tall are people really, right? 20 yeah. pounds heavier than a year ago. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny because, um, because I've lived, you know, over the States and also have family and friends back in, back in the UK, you know, connecting with people via this mode has been, a really positive thing in my life because it's made me realize that I can stay closely connected to people that I'm a long geographic distance from that obviously that hasn't changed I always could have but somehow it wasn't just the dumb thing so I'm pretty comfortable with um the online uh, communication but but yeah it'll be good to get people in the same place and so you have managed these incredible changes in your professional life. And as things are beginning to open back up and, you know, vaccines are, are taking hold, a lot of people are reassessing what they're going to do with their life. Do they stay with their job? Do they move on? They might want to make a change. What's your advice to somebody who isn't quite sure what that next step should be? Yeah, you know, it's always nerve wracking looking at the unknown, right? But I think we've all faced a lot of things we never thought we'd face. So I think a lot of people are feeling like, well, if I can get through that, what else can I do? Um, and with, with my um, coaching clients, uh, there's a tool that I use, which is called the pain gain model. doesn't matter what it's called, but, um, and it's, a, it's like a step above the pros and cons list because what it involves is really kind of going beneath the surface and thinking about, you know, if you're considering a change, what, what are some things underneath the surface that keep that you gain from, from not making that change? That you know, it might just be feeling comfortable, it might be avoiding having a difficult conversation, or it might be some bonds you have with people who are in your same situation as you, that if you make this leap, kind of goes away. Um, and on the flip side, what are you losing by making that change? And then so it kind of digs in a little bit deeper to kind of some of the sort of emotional needs that you might be hanging on to. And then addresses, well, if that's really important to you, how can you recreate that or recreate some of that and still make the move? So it kind of gives you a bit, you keep some of that comfort blanket there. Um, so I think there's some interesting tools that can be used to just get beneath the surface. And then 
The other thing I think is people think of sort of, should I do this big thing? And there's always you know, stuff on Instagram, follow your dreams and take the leap and all this stuff. And it kind of makes you feel like a failure for not doing that. You know, it's like, oh, you know, should be reaching for the stars and, 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 and these kind of things. But actually, you know, taking small steps. I mean, yes, have a vision. Yes, have goals. I'm all for sort of setting a mission and setting a vision. Take small steps towards it that feel more comfortable see how they feel and you can pivot or you can do hybrid models you know you can reduce the hours at your job and start a business on the side or you know there's ways to do things that um sort of push the universe a little bit and feel the message that you get back can help direct your path rather than feeling you've got to have all the answers and take this big leap um, which can be really terrifying I have to think your life has changed quite a bit from the, the, the go-go days of a, you know, a big company to running your own company. And you mentioned you have a, a coaching business as well. And I have to wonder, where do you sleep? Where do you, <laughs> how do you manage all that? Well, the coaching business has taken a bit of a backseat. Okay. That. So, you know, I sort of take clients as they come to me versus you know, uh, driving off that at the moment. Um, but, but yeah, I think um, we're, we're all, you know, busy people, but I, I think that setting boundaries, and I'm not that good at this, but, you know, it's all about setting boundaries and being really intentional about, you know, assigning time for different parts of your life. And I, I don't, I'm not a, um, I'm kind of, I prefer a sort of more fluid approach to life. So I find that quite difficult, but it is really helpful. <laughs> I can make do it. Because what it does is, you know, if you don't do that, you know, I can be sitting at my desk thinking, you know, I've got all these, you know, things to sort out on the website for Bella Virtual Organics, or I've got a new product to review or something like that. At the same time, I'm thinking, oh, I really should be, you know, working on something for the coaching business or I should be spending time with my kids, your brain is conflicted. You don't know what you're meant to be spending your time doing. So you just, you're not doing what you're doing properly and you're feeling guilty about what you're not doing. I mean, then you're just drained and then you're not doing anything. So if you're like, okay, for the next hour, I'm really going to give my all to whatever it is you decide. Mm -hmm. And that's important to me because, even better if you can do that, you know, give the, the sort of reasons because... I want to be an independent business owner. And this is towards that. So you're like really setting your intentions, focus and drive forward versus feeling conflicted and having this goal conflict um, always going on in your mind. But, you know, do as I say, not as I do, because I am <laughs> not good at that. At all. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm of the chasing squirrel variety too. I was like, oh, I <laughs> and then nothing gets done. <laughs> I think that comes with being a reporter, don't you? I mean, we pivot so quickly and our deadlines are so quick. It's hard to commit yourself to something long-term. And again, that's why I'm the divorced one. <laughs> I just figure our attention span is short, but yeah. <laughs> Speaking of time, we're going to take a little break here for our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to do something we like to call our final flight. 
Three Women and a Bottle of Wine is supported by 515 Productions. 515 Productions is a video production business with base camps in Minneapolis and Des Moines, Iowa. Ian and his crew understand the art of creative storytelling, and they know how to make video look fantastic. Learn more at 515productions.com. Our logo was created by Aaliyah DeSalt, a creativity guru offering art workshops to everyone from business executives to book clubs because we all have untapped creative potential just waiting to be unleashed. You can find her contact information on our website. You can stay up to date on our podcast by checking out our website, threewomenandabottleofwine.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where you'll find behind-the-scenes photos and, of course, much, much more. Be sure you don't miss an episode. Subscribe to our show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everybody, to our final flight. Three rapid-fire questions to get to know our guests just a little bit better. Claire, we're all dying to know what's the one skincare routine or product that you simply won't live without? Well, of course, I have to say this, but it really is true. Um, the facial oil serums like I, I have in the Bella Virtue Organics line, so I have two different ones in that line. But that product as a generic type of product is something that, you know, I really just discovered with the discovery of this business. And um, I won't go back to not, not using that again, just uh, to, as a step before moisturizer really makes a difference. Oh, nice. I'm going to be reading your blog, Claire. Hey, so second question. So with your ties to the University of St. Thomas and the Opus College of Business, wondering what is your best advice to all of those recent college graduates out there? Yeah, I think it's back to a sort of mindset technique, right? We said how important it was, but it's turn everything that feels like a setback or a problem or a bad day at work into just ask yourself, you know, what can I learn from this? And not only will that mean you're intentional about learning from things that don't go well, but it it kind of puts a positive uh, energy against it and makes, you know, whether things are well or badly, there's a positive to it. It feels good, or if it's not feeling good, at least I'm learning something and how can I put this into action? Um, I think that's just a, one simple technique to you know, really getting that resilient mindset. I love mm-hmm. that. I totally agree with that. Um, so the last question is a little bit of a two-parter. Uh, so you are London-born, correct? Yes. So what do you miss most about living in the UK? And what do you like most about living in the US? Well, this you know, could be a whole deep sort of cultural <laughs> assessment. But since it's the final flight, I thought I'd just keep it quite light (laughs) the great thing in the UK that I do miss is you know there's great Indian food Mm. everywhere you turn you know every town every village has a great Indian restaurant and I I do like a good Indian meal Um, and you know what I love about being here is the school bus comes and picks up my kids from basically outside the front door. And that's just a phenomenal, uh, amazing thing. And I just love those yellow school buses and and more to the point that they whisk my children away every day. (laughs) So you don't have school buses in the UK? We do have buses and school buses, but it's not 
you know, they usually go from a location. It's not right at your house. Right past your door. You know, you have to kind of get them to the school bus and that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah. And actually, we didn't have them in California either. Um, so, love that about here. <laughs> That's awesome. Clara, thank you so much for joining us today. Clara is the owner of Bella Virtue Organics, which has a wonderful online shop um, and a beauty blog that Claire writes. And you can also follow Claire on LinkedIn. So Claire, cheers to you. And cheers. thank you so much. Clink.